0: Colossians 1, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by God's will, and Timothy, our brother, to the saints in Christ at Colossae, who are faithful brothers and sisters, grace to you and peace from God our Father. We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you. For we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and the love you have for all the saints because of the hope reserved for you in heaven. You have already heard about this hope in the word of truth, the gospel that has come to you. It is bearing fruit and growing all over the world, just as it has among you since the day you heard it and came to truly appreciate God's grace. You learned this from Epaphras, our dearly loved fellow servant. He is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf, and he has told us about your love in the Spirit. For this reason also, since the day we heard this, we haven't stopped praying for you. We are asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, so that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to Him, bearing fruit in every good work, and growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to His glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience, joyfully giving thanks to the Father, who has enabled you to share in the saints' inheritance in the light. He has rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of the Son He loves. In Him, we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation, for everything was created by Him, in heaven and on earth, the visible and the invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through Him and for Him. He is before all things, and by him all things hold together. He is also the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he might come to have first place in everything. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him and through him to reconcile everything to himself, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Once you were alienated and hostile in your minds as expressed in your evil actions, but now he has reconciled you by his physical body through his death to present you holy, faultless, and blameless before him. If indeed you remain grounded and steadfast in the faith and are not shifted away from the hope of the gospel that you heard, this gospel has been proclaimed in all creation under heaven. And I, Paul, have become a servant of it. Now I rejoice in my sufferings for you, and I am completing in my flesh what is lacking in Christ's afflictions for his body, that is, the church. I have become its servant, according to God's commission that was given to me for you to make the word of God fully known, the mystery hidden for ages and generations, but now revealed to his saints. God wanted to make known among the Gentiles the glorious wealth of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. We proclaim him, warning and teaching everyone with all wisdom, so that we may present everyone mature in Christ. I labor for this, striving with his strength that works powerfully in me. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Paul wrote today's letter while in prison. It was sent to a church at Colossae in modern Turkey. He didn't plant this church and he hadn't met them, but he was friends with one of their church leaders who filled him in on some problems they were having. He started out by thanking God for their faith and hope and love, and asked God to grow their knowledge and wisdom. He wanted them to know and love God with their minds, and he wanted to see that love bearing fruit in the way they live their lives. Paul told them that they have what they need to do that because God is the one who delivers and empowers them through the redemption of Jesus. Then he went on to remind them exactly who Jesus is. Colossians 1, 15-20 is one of the most succinct, beautiful descriptions of who Jesus is in all of Scripture. I want to walk through it verse by verse. Verse 15 says, He is the image of the invisible God. If we want to see what the Father is like, if we want to see what the Spirit is like, we look to Christ. He reveals them. It goes on to say, he is the firstborn over all creation. Now, this doesn't mean he was created. He wasn't. He has always existed. The word firstborn here is a declaration of his authority over all creation. And verse 16 tells us why. For everything was created by him in heaven and on earth the visible and the invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He made everything and everything serves his purposes. Verse 17 says, He is before all things and by him all things hold together. Not only did he make everything, but he sustains it all. Verse 18 says, He is also the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead so that he might come to have first place in everything. Jesus rules over everything. He has authority even over death. There isn't an atom in all of creation over which he doesn't reign. Verse 19 says, For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him. Jesus brings the fullness of his deity to the cross, and its impact echoes through all of his creation, bringing restoration to all things, not just things on earth, but in heaven too. Jesus has reconciled us to the Father and presents us holy and blameless to Him, provided there really has been a heart change, and perseverance will be the evidence of a new heart. And for all those reasons and more, I say with certainty, He's where the joy is. I'm Tara Lee Cobble, and you're listening to the He's Where the Joy Is podcast presented by LifeWay.